I don't know how you are feeling this week, but I have heard a similar refrain over and over again. This is not the Christmas I wanted. This is not the Christmas I was expecting. This is not the Christmas I have waited for after so many months of pandemic crap. Perhaps the package you ordered with plenty of time to spare still has not arrived for your spouse, and you know this will not go over well. Perhaps, once again, you are not with your grandchildren or your siblings. Perhaps, once again, you are eating Christmas dinner alone, making it feel like just another night. There are any number of reasons why this may not be the Christmas you wanted. Which brings me to this question. Did God get the Christmas God wanted? Did God get the Christmas God wanted? I wonder what expectations God placed on the birth of his only son. I wonder what expectations God placed on those who would receive him. I wonder if God got the Christmas God wanted? It seems to me that humanity has been trying to answer this question since Jesus arrived. The Church of the Nativity is located in Bethlehem in what is now the West Bank of Palestine. It is the site that many Christians believe mark the spot of Jesus's birth in the manger. Inside the church is a collection of nativity scenes from every country in the world. They are made of stone, wood, wire, clay, styrofoam, and textiles. They are large and small, colorful and stark, each representing this familiar story from a culturally specific perspective. I keep thinking about this collection with such curiosity, and I keep marveling at the late David Donaldson's collection, such volume and diversity for one person. The moment of God's coming to dwell with humanity has been imagined in countless different ways. We seek to locate God in a time and a place that feels accessible. We seek to know and understand the experience in mortal terms so that we might grasp exactly what transpired. Think about it. We don't have portable models of Jesus's baptism Jesus' teachings, or Jesus' crucifixion in quite the same way. There is something about this particular story that makes us want to be able to see it, to touch it, and to fit within the frame of Jesus' birth. The truth is, the way the story is retold depends on who is telling the story. If I asked you, to tell me the story of Jesus' birth, what would you say? Would you mention an unwed mother, an an unwed, unsuspecting mother, and a faithful father figure? I imagine you might mention their travel being away from their own community at the time when Jesus was born. Perhaps you'd bring in the census and an oppressive Roman ruler. Depending on your stage of life, maybe you'd even make mention of the animals the angel, or the star? What would you say of the baby? No crying he makes, 
as the author of the hymn who had not recently been around a baby wrote, would you mention the appearance of shepherds or wise men? The author of Luke's gospel emphasizes the socio-political context with particular attention to the suffocation from the Roman Empire. For Romans reading the story, I imagine they thought the story was all about them, with the talk of census and emperors and governors and geopolitical boundaries. For people of Jewish faith reading the story, I imagine they thought the story was all about the heir of the Davidic line. For shepherds reading the story, I imagine they thought it was all about them, the moment when God chose some of their very own to be the first to meet God's son. But all of this, all of this is just the backdrop. It's not what the story is actually about. The story is about a baby, of all things. Each of these interpretations are put in stark contrast to the most helpless of humans in the most meager of settings. There's yet another layer to these interpretations. If We want to zoom out a little bit. Some interpret the moment of God's incarnation to be a reconciliation for the sinfulness of humanity. From this perspective, the whole point of the story was God coming among us to save us from our sins. We are forgiven when Jesus dies on the cross, but it is his perfectly divine and human form that makes this possible. This meta-narrative is theologically sound, and for some, the whole point of the Christmas story. But I would argue that this, too, is not the actual story. This is just another layer of the backdrop. The actual story of Christmas is quite simple. God wants to be with us. God wants to be with us. It is in the form of a helpless newborn that God chooses to make this point once and for all of time. There has been and will be plenty of things that God will do for us, both individually and collectively. But that's all backdrop to the fundamental shift that happens at the incarnation. God coming to be with us. In the person of Jesus, we experience what theologian Sam Wells would term a shift from for to with. While God has been for humanity all along, we discover a new dimension of God's love when God comes to be with us. Wells posits that with is the most important word in all of the Gospels. When Jesus arrives to be with humanity, God communicates empathy for the human condition. This is the point of the whole story. The entire scope of creation and humanity points to this specific moment. God longs to be with us, not just for now, but for eternity. Christmas. It's all about God coming to be with us. This moment of the incarnation is an invitation to shift our posture from doing things for God to being with God and one another. 
or in the more eloquent words of Dean Wells, it is being with that is the most faithful form of Christian witness and mission. Because with is both incarnationally faithful to the manifestation of God and Christ and eschatologically anticipatory of the destiny of all things in God. With is the most faithful form of Christian witness and mission. And we learn this from the arrival of the baby Jesus. This is the story. This Christmas, the pandemic is not the actual story. Every news outlet that exists would have you believe otherwise. But the pandemic is just the backdrop to the actual story. A good friend just gave birth to a baby girl, and they will likely spend the better part of a month in the NICU. And she shared with me her frustration that most of the well-meaning support she has received has focused on the difficulty of being in a hospital in a pandemic. These comments fail to see the miracle at hand, which is that she has a daughter and she has become a mother. And the rest of it is just background noise. The real story this Christmas is the many ways in which God's mercy and love continue to be made manifest in our midst. The pandemic is just the backdrop to the new and creative ways we are finding to be with one another, just as God would. This still may not be the Christmas you wanted, and that's okay. But if you look from another perspective, I would venture that there is still much hope to be found. God got the Christmas God wanted, and then some. The good news of Christmas is that even when things do not go as planned, our story remains unchanged. God will do anything to be with us, both then and now. Amen.